Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. episode, I have the amazing Christine Michelle here with me, and I am so excited. This is probably one of my favorite episodes. I don't care how many times I say that, but I'm serious. So Christine is the founder and CEO of the Aligned Soul personal development brand, and she is also a fellow quantum manifestation queen. So you best believe we are going quantum in today's episode, and I'm so pumped because I know you're going to get so much out of it. Christine is also the author of The Aligned Receiver, and she shows women that the universe is their sugar daddy, and they get to powerfully receive everything that they desire. So make sure that you connect with Christine after this episode. You check out the show notes and tag us when you listen. You can find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe. So without further ado, let's welcome Christine onto the show. Welcome, Christine. I am so pumped to have you on the show all about quantum manifesting and all the things that I love talking about. I know this is already going to be freaking amazing. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be here. I, I can't wait. I'm ready. I'm so excited too. Like I was saying before we hit record, as soon as I came across your stuff, I'm like, oh my God, I cannot wait for this episode. I love everything that you're doing, everything that you're all about. It's so, so aligned. I'm all about the quantum. <laughs> um, I would love for you to share, just to open this up with the audience, like what led you personally to finding your purpose or to living out your purpose, to doing what your soul came here to do, to leading you on your path. What was that journey like? Let's crack it open. All right. So it's funny. I grew up in a Christian home. And so, but my parents are more, they're really into like ask, believe, receive. That was their thing. Mm-hmm. So they always was like, ask for anything you want and it gets to come to you. And so I was like, okay, yes, yes, yes. So I noticed as I was really young, when I'd write things or, you know, journal on things or just ask, it just really flowed and it started to click. And then I'm, I'll be 44 in March. Yeah. Wow. You look freaking amazing. Not that that's old, but seriously, (laughs) I would have thought you were like at the very least 10 years younger than that. Thank you so much. (laughs) I get that a lot. I get that a lot. But I think it has to do with really, like you said, living from your soul and living from a joy, not saying everything is rainbows and butterflies, but really choosing joy, you know, choosing to feel better, even in times when they're really rough, like Hurricane Katrina and things like that, because I'm originally from New Orleans. Oh, wow. and, And so ever since I was younger, I really like, I read the Seth books. I was really into Abraham Hicks, but also into, you know, growing up in the church, you know, it was kind of like that ask, believe, receive. So I felt like it all had like a similar message. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then as I got older, of course, you start to forget things, right. You start to live life. And then I got to a point, I feel like I came back to myself and knowing that like, God universe was on my side. Um, when I, my mom had a couple of, um, strokes and it was right after hurricane Katrina. And so when she had those strokes, it was just really tuning me back into like, Christine, what do you truly want in this life? Because life is short. And, um, We were, she, they were living in New Orleans. I was in um, Atlanta at the time working for Coca-Cola. They had to move to Atlanta while the whole like, you know, storm and that stuff was happening. And so I always knew ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted to live in New York. 
I always I used to live in New York. Yeah, yes, that's why we vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted to live in New York. I always wanted to have my own business. But at the time, I was too scared to go for my own business. So then I decided to really tone in my manifestation skills to really like say, I want to focus on moving to New York. And so I ended up, which is funny, I always tell this to my group, I called it my sex in the city life. I was going to have the sex in the city life because I saw my mom like really struggle to get back to who she was. And my parents, they had lost almost everything having to rebuild their house. It's like, this gets to be easy for me. I get to have what I want. And so I would walk down going, you know, I was an executive at Coca-Cola and I was like, I'm going to have my sex in the city life in New York. And I would just sit there and focus on that. And I ended up manifesting not only a move to New York, I tripled my salary and I ended up living in uh, Greenwich Village, which is the neighborhood where they shot Sex in the City, going to the room where that was on the show. Like when they were, (laughs) when Miranda, the little boy was in the elevator pressing the button. That's my, that was my gym. Whoa. And I lived down the street from Sarah Jessica Parker. So that's how powerful manifestation is. That's all I have to say. (laughs) That is such a cool story. I have a similar manifesting living in New York story, but it's definitely not as glamorous as that. Mine was, I, I didn't have the whole thing down yet, <laughs> but <laughs> that's so well, awesome. Well, you know, I, I'm old, I was way older. <laughs> I was only 20 at the time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you get, that's okay. You were 20. I was way older. I think I was, it was 2007. That's when seven. I moved there. Yes, yeah, so we were there around the same time. Oh my time. gosh, it's so funny, except I was sleeping on my brother's couch temporarily. <laughs> That's okay. That's a place to stay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so it was 2007. So yeah, because Hurricane Katrina happened in 2005. So it was about a year and a half after Hurricane Katrina when I eventually moved to New York and just rocked out. But I was also an executive in New York. So that's why oh. I got to live a little bit, you know, posher. But it really was where I really stepped into my power and was mm. like, wow, you know, cause sometimes tragedy can really like show you one, my, the way my family dealt with it really helped because they were always so positive through it to say, you know what, we've been through a ton, right? My parents grew up in Jim Crow South. Like they, they know, like they, they weren't able to you know, ride the same buses at the same time. Like, you know, my mom was lighter skinned. My dad was darker. They couldn't go to the same parties. I mean, it was really, really hard for them. Right. And so they were like, this isn't the hardest thing we've ever been through. I'm going to get healthy. That's what my mom focused on. And then my dad focused on like, okay, I'm going to be able to retire now because, you know, he was turning 55 and he was like, we're just going to like enjoy Atlanta. And then maybe one day we'll get back to New Orleans. And just that just really helped me realize that I got to create the life that I wanted to live because I always was doing what everybody else wanted me to do. And that was, you know, being the valedictorian or, you know, doing, getting the good grades and being the good girl and doing all that stuff, but also staying close to home and not leaving everyone because Atlanta was away, but it wasn't that far, right? New York was the big scary thing. And I was like, no, this is what I want. And, and they supported me. So if there's anything, anyone in the audience that has a dream and you're scared that your family or somebody won't support you, it, probably they will, you know, because they want you to be happy. And that's something that I really took from that because my parents didn't, they didn't want me to be close to them and miserable. They wanted me to be happy and thriving. And that was important. Yeah. That's amazing. That's such a cool story. Do you still live in New York now? No, I left New York. I retired from New York uh-huh. in 2012, right after Hurricane Sandy. Wow. And oh, I yeah, I was there down. then, yeah. Yeah, I moved down. I lived right off of, it was um, 10th and, and, and Charles. Wow, I was and, living in Queens at that time. I moved around a lot when I was there. Oh, I had two friends that lived in Queens. I liked yeah. it. They were so cute areas. In My favorite part when I was living on uh, 19th and 1st, I think. Oh, yes. That was East Side, huh? Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> actually, I lied. My favorite place that I lived that not many people actually even really know about was Roosevelt Island. Oh, yes. And it yes. was that little island between Manhattan and Queens. I used to tell everyone about it. I'd be like, this is the hidden gem of New York City, Roosevelt <laughs> Island. It was beautiful. 
it is so beautiful. And you had that little, the little thing that you could ride. Yes, I rode the little air tram thing (laughs) all the time. It was like so cool. Yes, it's so cool. But I, I, I lived in the Upper West Side when I first moved to New York. So it was like 70th and Riverside Boulevard. But then when I moved to the, the, the area, which I found out later was the Sex and the City area. So wild. Um, it was, I loved it there. Like it felt like home. Wow. But then I wanted to have my own business. So the last year that I was in New York, I started to really like tune into what do I really want? And being a corporate executive was fun. I worked for like the Coca-Cola company, Victoria's Secret, fashion shows, like all of that fun stuff. It was great. But there was just a calling that I really wanted to have my own thing. And I didn't know what that was. Mm. Um, But throughout my life and throughout my whole career, I always loved coaching, mentoring, you know, always mixed in all of my woo-woo stuff, you know, undercover where people wouldn't even know, you know. (laughs) Like, just write this a couple of times, really look in the mirror, tell yourself you love yourself, (laughs) and you'll be fine, right? (laughs) mixed in all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and I just knew it I knew I needed to move and it felt I felt a call to Tampa like every time I came to Tampa I used to live in Tampa too (laughs) this is really weird we're like long lost soul sisters we are (laughs) so crazy well I live in South Tampa like right off of Howard and Swan Mm -hmm. like close I I was living on Davis Island for a little bit Oh my God, I have friends on Davis Island. I, I guess I like these little islands, apparently. <laughs> but Davis Island is such a cool area, right? Mm-hmm. I love that, like, the South Tampa area. It's a fun, fun, fun area. I love it. Yes! <laughs> so right by Old High Park, like, right around wow. um, that area, which I love. So that's kind of where I am. And, and But I felt like home when I came here. And my sister, she still lived in Atlanta. She was about to be laid off. And so I was like, you know what? Let's move to Tampa. And so we moved to Tampa and I let fear stop me (laughs) um, from continually focusing on my own business, right? Mm -hmm. So Kim and I, we were going to do a boutique and I um, registered, trademarked my company. It's called Anahop. And in Farsi, that means I am love Uh, because my sister was dating an Egyptian guy, long story. (laughs) (laughs) But it was just a beautiful name because I wanted everybody that said my company name to say I am love, right? I'm love. Oh, yeah. And so, um, but the boutique thing wouldn't, didn't work out because my sister wasn't at the time where she really wanted to like focus on working. She was exhausted after having worked for years and years. And so I went back to corporate, went back to corporate. It was a great, you know, position, executive position, but it just wasn't sitting right. And I just knew that there was something else that I was being called to. And then the day that they came to me and they told me, um, we love what you do because I'm very creative, but I'm also very strategic. I'm that balance. And they were like, we're going to take your people away and we're going to have you work on the strategy. And I came home and I cried and cried and cried. <sighs> and I realized that it was because like my joy was always people and always like working with them when even if they quit, like I'm, I still talk to some people that worked for me like years and years ago because I just love mentoring and coaching and that was my joy and so when I figured that out I was like okay this is what I'm going to focus on allowing into my life um and so that's when I focused on it and and very shortly later I ended up manifesting a layoff or you know (laughs) and started my business full-time or started doing it for full-time wow was it a like a um I guess a big transition to do it full-time for you it wasn't as much a, a huge transition, I feel, because what I had been doing, I'm, I'm a crazy generator, if anybody knows anything. I'm a generator, too. I need to, oh. you're, you're inspiring me to, like, dig even deeper into it more. <laughs> oh, we've got to talk about it, because this is why it was a more of a challenge, because we're generators. So I was a generator. I can work all night, especially on things that I love, <laughs> and I always chose to find things about my business, my company, when I was a corporate executive that I loved, which was the people. So... I would do that for, you know, 50, 60, whatever hours a week. And then I would come home and I would work every night until very, very late. And then all of the, on the weekends on the coaching business, Wow! You know, because since I was a marketing executive, I kind of knew how to set up websites and do it. Like I designed my own website to everything. All I've myself. done it all pretty much too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause we, that's what you do when you're first starting. And so when I got to do it full time, it was fun. It was great, but 
I started to feel frustrated. Like I was pushing, pushing, pushing. And so anyone that's familiar with human design will, will know that there are like what six types, I got five types on you have a generator, right? Manifesting generator. You have the manifester, the reflector and the projector. And so I was just like, why am I like, I feel like it's a lot more forced than it was when I was in corporate. And it was because when I started my business and I was in my business, I was doing a lot of um, in, initiating like a, like a manifester, you know, I was living the life like we were told to do, especially as entrepreneurs, just do it. You can do it, do it, do it, do it. And I really wasn't leaning back and being observant and responding to all that the universe was bringing to me. Mm -hmm. And it didn't click until like, I was just constantly frustrated, constantly frustrated and annoyed. And I tune in and I always know about like really um, how easy it is to shift energy when you focus on something, right? It could be two minutes really sitting there focusing on the way you want to feel, focusing on having, right? What you mm -hmm. desire right now. And I was doing all that, but I also was pushing a lot and not allowing mm. things to flow. That makes sense. I feel yes. like a lot of people get into that. Right. And so when it clicked, I was like, oh my God, let me see, you know, this will be interesting. This whole responding thing. <laughs> when I first <laughs> learned about that, I thought the same thing. I was like, uh, uh okay. <laughs> like, bull crap, respond to what? And so what scares people about responding is that if you feel like you're not doing anything, that you're just leaning back and just not doing anything. And that's not the truth. Like when I finally tuned into it and really like said, cause I like to believe that, you know, once we can tune into our heart, right. I'm all about like heart coherence and, and really tuning in and hearing like from my soul and and when I tuned in, was like, what does this truly, really mean? And what does this look like for me? And what I learned was like a response happens in every moment. And response from like human network or from even watching something on TV or even anything that inspires you, but is coming from like the universe is dropping little seeds, that works so much easier for you. And so in the beginning of my business, I really was like going out, initiating, this is what I do. Oh my God, I got this great idea. I'm launching this program and it would be crickets. And I was like, what's going on? So what I started to do was really like when I got the download, I'd say, okay, universe, if this is something that is exactly right for me, then I would love to see some things to respond to. And the universe acts like that. Like, for example, I um, started this manifesting challenge in January and I sat with each one of the ladies. I did their human design reading and told them like, there's a specific thing in the human design, a certain arrow that tells you whether or not you're a specific manifester or a non-specific manifester. And so when I sat with them and said, okay, tell me what you're doing when you're manifesting, like, what is your focus? Like, do you have a list, a goal or whatever? And it's funny because all my specific manifestors that should have like the list and really focused on the dollar amount and all of that stuff, they all wanted to focus on feelings. And then <laughs> my non-specific manifestors that are supposed to really tune into, I like to say a theme, they <laughs> wanted to focus on the thing and thing. I was like, oh my God, everybody, that, it's like the girl with the curly hair that wants to create hair and the girl with the curly hair that wants to curly hair. Anyway, so when I sat with them and I really was tuning in and then when they started seeing like immediate changes, immediate, you know, things when they started to really work within their, um, the energy and within their power centers, I was like, wow, well, universe, if you would like me to start, you know, speaking outside of, you know, my clients or outside of this, then give, you know, bring some people my way. And so I had done this amazing reading for this young girl. She was a, not young girl. She's. 30 something, but she's a reflector and reflectors are very rare, but she was just like, Oh, this is amazing. I didn't realize that she had a huge audience. She does a post on her, on her social media. And then all of a sudden there was like 80 messages in there, you know, wow. that quick, but it really showed me that I didn't have to, I didn't go out and say, Hey guys, I'm getting, giving human design readings to the whole world. I sat and I allowed the universe to drop the, you know, show me that this was something. That oh, wow. So yeah. it doesn't mean that you're sitting and not doing anything. You're really just asking the universe and then watching and seeing how it's placing things into your lap. 
because as a generator or a manifesting generator, your aura is really open. Yeah. And an open aura means that people just want to be around you. They want to be in your, in your space when you're aligned. And that is why the universe just gives you all of the things that you need. And each step you can fall, not in your lap, but you'll start to, when you're really aware, like awareness is the beginning of transformation, right? Yeah. <laughs> when you're truly aware, that's when you can really tune into the energetic frequency and see all of these opportunities that you get to respond to. Yeah. That so, makes so sense. Like total sense. Cause if you're in your head so much, then sometimes it's easy to miss the things that are right in front of you. Right in front of you. And, and like when you're pushing so much, then your energy, like if you find yourself super frustrated as a, as, as a generator, then you know that I'm not, I'm not in alignment. Where am I pushing? Like, where am I not allowing the universe to, show me what I get to respond to for this. And then just taking that moment and looking around and observing your work, your, even on a Facebook page or, you know, listening to someone who's talking and then you'll be like, ah, oh, that's exactly what I need to do. And it really just helps you lean into trusting more versus pushing forward and trying to do so much. Yeah. Wow. So when you, when you are working with people or what, what you teach is a lot with the human design and quantum manifestation. Yes. Yes. Because so what I like to do, I like to make it easy, right? So quantum manifestation can be confusing for people, right? But it's totally. really not. It's very easy. Yeah. Right? It's like everything that you desire is available to you right now. It is all available. And I like to describe it as when you have a desire in your heart, like something that is coming forth and it's just a strong desire, it is you inside you, your next level now that's saying now's the time to step into it. And so when you look at it, I like to take human design and say, okay, let's say you are a specific manifester. Specific manifestors, the entire world were mostly specific manifestors because that helped us realize that energy was real, right? So all of the law of attraction gurus, the people that are like vision board and do this and get the list and do all that, get all the details, you know, all of that. They were all, most of them specific manifestors. And it really helped people say, this is the list of things. Wow. When I align with desiring this, wanting it, knowing that it's mine now, when I'm clear on it, it just unfolds. And it really helped people start to understand that energy like connection. Yeah. And so non-specific manifestors like me and a lot of people now that are being born, the future, most people are going to be born as non-specific manifestors, which means that it's Why more is that? It, because the world is changing into more of a synergistic world. And so it's going to be more of a lean back energy and receive from the universe all of the things you desire, but more in alignment with your frequency focused on the frequency versus focused on like the exact thing mm -hmm. but you get the exact thing that's what freaks out all my non-specific manifestors <laughs> you, you still can get the exact thing but it really is the universe wants you to tune into more of a lean back and trust and say this is how i desire to feel and then focusing on like like for example a theme I find that themes are easier for non-specific manifestors. So let's say you desire um, a really like best month ever. One of my clients, she was like, best month ever. And so for her, I said, well, what is best month ever for you? So she talked about like how it would look, you know, maybe it was an income goal in addition to this. And she's like, it would happen with ease. And I said, well, what is ease for you? Mm. And so ease for her was like, oh, I wouldn't have to do all of my sales calls myself. And she's like, but I've been looking for somebody to do sales. And she's like, yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> so I was like, look, let's talk about what it feels like. Because during the call, when I talked to him, we're going to activate that feeling, activate it right now. Because mm -hmm. it really only takes a few minutes a day for you to focus on that, to really activate it being in your life right now. So I always call it focus, aligning, and being. Fab. Mm -hmm. and oh, so, so aligned. <laughs> it's so aligned, right? It's so 
I said, let's activate that. How would it feel? Like, what, who is the salesperson? What do they have? And so she's describing it. And the salesperson does this. And the salesperson does that. And she's like, and they're like family. They're like family, just like the mindset coaches that I have. And they're just amazing, right? And so she's going through this list. We're activating that feeling because that's all it takes. You talking about it, getting it out, really feeling it, embodying it, feeling how it will feel throughout your body. And so then she's like, oh my God. I found the salesperson and she's already <laughs> on my team. <laughs> oh my God. So it was like family. It was like, just like her mindset coaches. Cause it ended up being one of her mindset coaches. Wow. And then she's like, it only took two days. Right. Wow. And that's how easy it gets to be. If you really, really tune into the frequency and embody that frequency, focusing on embodying it now and doing it in a way that helps you align. So for her, she was a non-specific manifester. We just kind of talked about how she would feel and how it would da, 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 right? For my specific manifestors, for example, one of my clients, she just had a $102,000 day. That's amazing. Yes, it was so exciting, but not for her because we had aligned and it was normal. So yeah. <laughs> for her, she was like, I don't know why everybody's so excited. I was like, because you're aligned and because it's hashtag normal and you just appreciate <laughs> it. But anyway, for her, she's a specific manifester. So for her, it was more to get into the energetic frequency and for her to really focus and feel like it's done and feel that it is done now, she's got to look at the specifics. So she's like, 100,000, and it'd be so great to have this month, and I'm spending it on this, and I'm doing this. And so she's more into like the details of it. And that's what helps her lock in that feeling because she's looking at the details because she's more of a specific person. And so she locked into the feeling, she locked into the details, knowing it's done. It gets later and later in the month. And she's like, yeah, I know it's done. It's done. And so she texted me. She's like, oh, something came in. I was like, oh, great. There's only this much left. She's like, it's done. And so then she's like, it's like maybe two hours later, she's like, I got it. It's all, it's all in today. I was like, yeah, wow. of course. Hashtag, of course. That's what I always say to my clients. Of course it's done. But it was with her really aligning with her energy right so for her it really was really her tuning in to how her energy worked for her and mm -hmm. manifesting in her specific or non-specific way but then also she was a manifester right so she initiates and she um is supposed to inform and initiate and so she's like oh you know what i have this urge to send this message to this person and so she did what she felt the urge to initiate, and that's how it flowed in for her. But my reflector girl, she's really just here to really reflect Mira and reveal. And so for her, it's really about, she's got a lot of chilling. She's, it's her, chilling is her new hustle, which I tell her. <laughs> <laughs> and then for her, it's really just tuning into knowing her worth, knowing that she's important, and realizing that she is a mirror and not not a sponge so all the some feelings and things whatever she's feeling is probably from the environment around her that she's meant to reflect back she can pull things in that work for her and then give it back when she's done but really realizing that rest and having a good time was good for her so for her she's in bali she's riding bikes she's enjoying her life but then she's also doing her you know normal everyday sales activities and then that's when the salesperson pops popped up in the world for her. Mm -hmm. So it was really, you know, it's really cool because quantum manifestation, what's important about quantum manifestation and it's sticking, right? Because there's a lot of people teaching it and a lot of people saying, you can manifest this now. And so then they'll manifest the 102,000 or the salesperson and then the next month it's gone, right? It's all about really locking in that frequency, right? Mm -hmm. Shifting your identity, knowing it's that- all comes down to the identity. Yes, this is just how it is for you. Like, this is just how it is, right? It's not that, oh, wow, this is amazing. I can't believe it. If you're like that when you manifested it, then it's kind of like, just make sure you believe it. Get into it. Make sure it's yours because you want to, you want it to just be normal for you versus mm -hmm. it being a surprise, a shock, and it's not really in alignment with who you are. So when you say that, which I think is an amazing point of like, uh, not necessarily freaking out like, oh my God, I can't believe I did it. Um, what about like celebrating it? Celebrating is amazing. That's what <laughs> I celebrate. And, and, and I feel like celebrating and receiving, right? So I wrote my book, it's called The Aligned Receiver. And 
receiving is the, I mean, uh, gratitude is the energy of receiving. Mm -hmm. And so you celebrating and being like, thank you. This is so amazing. So for example, my client who had the one on two, she wasn't shocked, but she so appreciated it. Mm. And she was like, I am so grateful, but I knew it. I knew yeah. it. It was already done. Right. So sorry. No, go, go, go. Come on. Um, so like, for, for the people that you work with or for people listening, even like if they're like, okay, this is what I want to manifest, I guess obviously it would help for them to also know their human design and like, what, like, what if they have these doubts still or these beliefs that come in, you know, like I talk about this all the time. I want to hear like how you share that, like you're the, the, the client who got behind the 102. I'm sure she was already like doing big things to work up that muscle. However, like for people in general, how do you help people like really get behind that belief? Like as a, okay, this is, this is it. I got it. I'm done. <laughs> yes. So there's a couple things that I do. I love EFT. Um, and you too. I do, yes. <laughs> I do EFT. Um, I've, my clients have been seeing like massive shifts and changes with EFT. And what I do is I combine traditional EFT and then energy EFT together. But first, before they start, they do the heart coherence. So I have this audio that's all about like tuning into your heart, getting into that vibration of joy. Or I also use anchors, scent anchors, which is amazing. So they put a joyful feeling behind a scent mm. and that that go straight to them feeling good just by smelling that scent. And so they'll really get into feeling like their joy so that they can align their heart and their brain, align it and get it into coherence. And so once they're in alignment, once they're in heart coherence, which you'll feel once you start to feel the joy and then you're in coherence, then I ask, okay, the question is like rate at your worst, you know, when you're feeling, let's say this doubt that, oh, money is really difficult or whatever it is, rate it at its worst. And so they'll sit, they'll rate it at its worst and then we'll start tapping. And so you'll do the tapping and I like to do tapping where, you know, the first or second round is really about like tapping out the, the doubts, the feelings mm -hmm. or whatever they're thinking about. And then the third round is really about like, asking, is that true? Like, what is true? Mm. And really tapping into what soul would tell you, what your higher self is telling you, what your next level now is telling you that yeah. is true. And then the fourth round is really tuning into your next level now beliefs. Oh, so, I love that. It's, it's yeah. so similar to the way that I've been doing it. It's like the, the questioning it or why do I really believe that? Maybe <laughs> it's because of this, or maybe it's because of that. But I actually feel like this. And then it goes, it's so, so powerful EFT tapping, emotional freedom technique for those of you who don't know. And uh, I'm so glad that you're bringing this up. Yes, it's so powerful. And what, what doing the heart coherence first does, because once you are in coherence, like once your heart and your brain are aligned, that ignites like all of your, your cells, like everything is working in one. I would love for you to dive you into have, that. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because so the, because the heart has like the brain in the heart. Yes. <laughs> I have so a brain, meditation thing for that too. <laughs> yes. So your brain has, um, a electromagnetic field and it's, it's fine and all dandy. And then your heart has a huge electromagnetic field in its own brain. And so a lot of times, you know, everybody talks about the ego and, you know, things are bad and all this kind of stuff. I always love on my brain because I love it. It's there for a reason. Love on my body. I love it because it's there for me. And then I love on the heart, right? And so I always love aligning the brain and the heart. And when you're in coherence, coherence means that your brain and your heart are aligned. It usually happens when you are at a specific frequency. And so um, the joy frequency, the gratitude frequency, this is mm -hmm. when you can truly like tune into your subconscious. So you have a beeline to your subconscious once you get into coherence. And so that's why I love to start with the coherent piece, because then when you start tapping, you have a beeline and the things that you're saying, especially to the third and the fourth round, you are tuning into tapping those, those new beliefs into your subconscious. 
And that's why I love doing that with the EFT together. Wow. It's so powerful. I love that. Like you combine this, the quantum and the human design. Yeah. It's so fun because I, I always like taking in and people with human design, people might be like, oh, she doesn't do it exactly like, right. But I also, I always feel, I love human design, but I also feel it was channeled by a person, right? Just like the Bible was challenged, channeled by a person. And that means that there's still filters, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I like to tune in and say, okay, what does my soul is, is telling me about this? And then how can I utilize that truth and combine it with the other truths that I know, like the scent anchor and, and you know, NLP yeah. and like, it's like your tools. Yes. The tools. And you can combine these amazing tools together and make them even more powerful. Mm-hmm. So that's why I absolutely, absolutely love it. But yeah, so it would help if you understood like what your human design is, but it does get, it, you can go into a crazy rabbit hole. Right. If you find all the books and trying to. Oh, I love going in the rabbit holes sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I find that a lot of people like sometimes it's good to just have that basic reading, right? To have someone who's totally familiar with it um, to to look at it. And I like to focus on like what is your your energy type? So, are you a manifester, a generator, you know, um, projector, reflector, or are you um, a manifesting generator? and then what is your authority? The authority is how your intuition speaks to you. So everybody's intuition speaks to them differently. So if you're an emotional authority, then it's coming from your solar plexus. And then when you're super high or super low, you shouldn't make any like decisions. You need to make it when you're in a calm space, right? And so and then if you're a sacral authority, then you're below your gut, um, below like, like in that reproductive organ area, Um, you might feel some, a little bit of turned on or something when you get a really good idea. (laughs) So if you feel like, Oh yeah. Or you're going to feel, um, also when things are yes, you feel like, and when things are no, you're going to be like, "Mm -mm." and there, you know, when you don't really know, you're going to be like, Oh, and when that's like that, that's a no too. So (laughs) it's really tuning into your hell yeses when you have that sacral authority. That's what I have. Yes. So like hell yeses for you when it is a hell yes, then you can go and say yes in the moment, in the now, because your sacred authority is telling you like, this is go girl, go. And so really tune into if it's a, mm -hmm or mm -mm, because that is really telling you now you get to like focus your energy behind that thing. Mm -hmm. And so, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, and you're funny. Um, it's funny because as a child, generators and manifesting generators all answered like, mm-hmm and, uh, and, uh-uh. and our parents told us not to answer like that. <laughs> stop, stop grunting, speak yeah. with your words type still. And, and so we got conditioned out of that. So now it's all about really tuning back into your mm-hmm's and your uh-uh's at a generator. So I like to understand that, understand your authority I love to focus on the arrow that tells you whether or not you're a specific manifestor or a non-specific manifestor because quantum manifesting is my life. It's what I do. It's, it's what, I, what I like to focus on. And then also like where your defined centers are, the ones that are like colored and then what centers are open. So yeah. for know. me, like the whole top is all open. Ah, so your head, your Anja, which is the third eye, is your throat also open? It's all open. The, like, it's like really only like the sacral and one of the little triangle things. I forget which one. Ah, if it's the splenic, which would make sense. I think it is. I need to look again at my chart. <laughs> I, ha- I can't see. I can't wait to see. Okay. So <laughs> if it's the splenic, then that is, um, it's, it's your intuition is there, like the animalistic intuition, like the fear gates are in there. But like when you have, when your intuition speaks, your sacral is what you should really listen to, your yeses and your noes. But you also are going to um, feel like instantly if this is a good thing or this is not a bad thing. And you get that to makes sense. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't always, I haven't always listened to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all also about a lot of healing. And I know you True. talk a lot about like healing and, and, and quantum healing. Yeah. And, I think that's a huge part of the component. Cause I feel like a lot of people, they, 
they they want to just take the shortcut and I things can happen fast that's why it's called quantum manifesting and at the same time I don't like to encourage or people to get the wrong idea of brushing things under the rug because I find that that happens a lot yes um and it doesn't really get you very it, it'll come back up it, it'll come back up and it'll come back up with a vengeance mm-hmm. so it's funny <laughs> in my just recently we were talking and what I do, what I did in the nine, the 30 day program was in the beginning because I wanted them to really lock in the vibration, right? So for the first seven days, it really was like, okay, getting clear, you know, and doing it in the way, whether you're specific or non-specific and then manifestor. And then it was like, okay, now, you know, your theme or what you're desiring now, like for, you know, it was, uh, I think two minutes for four times a day. I really want you to tune into that thing, feeling it, embodying it, like walking out, like, you know, that's it. It's done. Like, this is who you are. This is how it gets to be, right? Happiest month ever, best month ever, whatever. And so for those days, it really was about a focus of that. So that when they're really tuned into energy, guess what? Stuff pops up. And so (laughs) because the themes, the, the doubts, the, the, the funky feels, I call it, when all of that stuff, it comes up because it's guidance and it's along your path. And it's just, just think of it as little rocks along your path that say, oh, this, you get to clear this out of the way. You get to, yeah. you know, really tune into the loving that piece of you, you know, understanding, becoming aware of this being here. And then you get to like shift, you know, yeah. to choose like, what do I now believe? You know, it's yeah. really true, right? But if you weren't tuned into that energy, focusing on it, that may not have popped up because it still would be sitting in your subconscious chilling. <laughs> and, you know, because you're not really now saying, no, this is who I am. And then it's like, no, girl, this is what's coming up right yeah. now. Right? I so, love that with the way you explain that. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of like, I did have one day where they dug, but instead of digging <laughs> to find I always say things, we don't need to freaking dig. If you dig, you'll always find something. Find, you will find it, right? And so <laughs> there was one day where I said, okay, this is the day that we are going to proactively ask some questions. And so the questions were, you know, why don't I want this? You know, is there any reason why I think it would be safe not to have this? Um, and, uh, what was the other one? I forget the other one, but there was another one and it was simple questions, but just, I said, whatever, don't dig, just whatever's the first thing that comes up that says, why wouldn't I want this? So for example, if it's a relationship and let's say you wanted your, um, Henry Cavill, like, you know, you want like this, this fine witcher coming out to you. And so, but you believe that all fine, sexy men are going to cheat and they're going to break your heart. And so that is a reason why you could self-sabotage you. Or if your subconscious is like, I'm not gonna let you go there because I don't want you to get hurt, right? Because fears are there to protect us. These beliefs are there because, you know, it's gonna keep us in our little hole, keep us safe here. And so just by becoming aware of that, then I let them do, I call it the awareness method. It's first, you know, tune into like, what is, you know, loving and appreciating it, that's important. But then saying, is this true for me now? Like, what is true about this? What is not true about this? Mm-hmm. And most of it's like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> why, am I do- why am I still thinking this? Like, would the next level me believe this? And then it's like, okay, worst case scenario, if this person cheated, does that mean you're single for the rest of your life? And you're like, no. And so it kind of like desensitizes you from that worst case scenario so that you can say, yeah, it's not a big deal. If he leaves, then another fine, sexy man can come. And I'm opening to fine, sexy men. You see all of the possibilities so that you can now choose one. Yeah. And say, you know, I get to choose my reality, I get to co-create my reality. And I'm not scared of all any of these options. So self, subconscious, you don't have to protect me anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. It's so powerful the way you explain it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love your face. Yeah, it's just like it doesn't need to be hard. It's it's all about like developing emotional intelligence. I feel and like having being able to have that awareness to when things do come up, not take them on as your truth, but to just say, "Oh shit, that that rock is there," and then you know having the tools to go to is so powerful. 
to be able to get the rock out of the way. Yes, you know, and because and, and cause the rock isn't there to hurt you. The rock is just there. Mm-hmm. It's just there. And now you can choose to pick it up. And move it out there. Right? Because it's not there to hurt you. It's really, and I think, you know, like when we're like, we got to kill these, you know, negative beliefs or da 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 da. And it's like, no, because even in shadow work, right? Um, For those deep, deep beliefs, deep things that you need to move through, I feel like I also do heart connection to when I'm doing the shadow work because I feel like it gets you straight to your subconscious, right? So, the coherence first and then we deepen dig into the shadow work but I feel like it gets to be easy and that's what I tell my clients it's like it doesn't have to take 365 years for us to move through something right I was like now I want you to choose that if you truly believe that acts believe receive that if everything is available for you in the quantum then isn't there a version of you that has um really truly seeing this become aware of this and if awareness is the beginning of transformation couldn't you just really choose to just be that woman who you're like i see it i love myself i go back love that inner child love that piece of you and then really tune into how you choosing to be going forward yeah and I'm, I'm having like so many fucking realizations right now in my own like personal journey in life. <laughs> like things that happened that I was like struggling with. I actually just made a post today around it, but I'm like having all these realizations. I'm like, oh shit, those were the rocks I had to move. Damn. Yeah. No, I <laughs> those were some boulders. <laughs> I saw your post and I was like, wow, like it's deep, right? It's deep. And it, it's not fun when you're going through it. Mm-mm. right but it's like okay <laughs> I gotta move these like you said these boulders because maybe they're boulders and not little rock <laughs> that was not a pebble <laughs> they were not little pebbles you weren't kicking little stones but it's it's all a choice of looking at it right because yeah. that awareness is a bitch sometimes but <laughs> it is the beginning of transformation yeah oh, god um but yeah, but I, I always say it doesn't have to take super long. And I sometimes I feel like we're we're so addicted to healing. Yeah. Like addicted I, to it's so funny. Like one of my friends, uh, her and her husband talk about they call it the transformation trap. <laughs> and it's like kind of that. It's like hitting rock bottom to transform and like addicted to that cycle. And it's, it really doesn't need to be that hard. It doesn't need to take forever. It doesn't mean that there's never going to be challenges or the occasional boulders. <laughs> but something that I love to say is the faster you learn the lesson, the faster you make the shift. Yes, exactly. And the faster you allow yourself to become aware, mm-hmm. right? Because sometimes, um, like cause some of my clients are like, do we need to do shadow work for that? And I'm like, <laughs> sometimes once you, you're aware of it, you can find yourself shifting. And saying, okay, well, do is this true for me? What gets to be true? And sometimes for you know some things that aren't super deep, you can shift in a moment just from being aware of it. Yeah. Um, but ah, uh, it there was oh, I wanted to say something it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> now I can't remember. It'll come back. It'll come back. But it, it had to do oh the transformation trap. So when you're saying that, um, like we get addicted to that healing. And so there was a time and recently I was in a, I'm I'm in a, um, I'm in a mastermind and it's focused on human design and really embodying our design. And I love that. And a lot of these women have really had really difficult things happen in their life. And so I was telling the the leader of the, the mastermind, I said, sometimes I just feel bad because like my parents, we, we're still super, like I'm close to my mom. She's like my best friend. And my, my dad and I were super close. My sister and I are very best friends. And mm-hmm. my brother, I love him, right? And I've always had good relationships with women. And so a lot of them have really had like sister wounds and mother wounds and a lot of stuff that they had to deal with. And so I started to, to think that even before this, when I got into the coaching industry, that my life was too good, like that no one would want to listen to me because I hadn't been through like, like the worst, yeah, 
So I created drama in my finances. I created drama in my life just so I could be valid wow. as a coach. So I could say, oh, I overcame this and overcame that. And it wasn't until recently that I really tuned in and I was like, I don't have to have struggled. In fact, my, the, the lady who's leading, she was like, in fact, she said, you have such a clean energy in this space that you can even see what's possible for people and help them transform, which is why my clients are getting this massive transformation in quick ways. Um, just because I see it from a different point of view. Yeah. And so what I want to say is that, yes, a lot of people, we've all gone through some crap, right? Hurricane Katrina wasn't a, a walk in the park and, you know, I've had, you know, uh, unrequited love and all of that kind of stuff. Yes. But I was making myself wrong and feeling guilty because of all the good that had happened in my life when that was something that was a gift that I could help spread, right? Everyone calls me like the vibe lifter and the energy <laughs> shifter, right? I love and, it. You know, so like they get around me and people's vibrations just feel so much better. And I was making myself wrong for that because I, I was creating things because I said, oh, maybe I'm not going to be just as good as a coach because I can't, I don't have that drama story or a horrible story that I can say, oh, I retain this. And I, when that was when I realized that it's not about that. It's really about like, truly truly tuning in and being holding space for people and so just because i haven't experienced a lot of the things with the parents or all of that stuff i can hold massive space for what's possible in that healing yeah super it's so true such a powerful lesson and like thing i feel like is good to end like an end note of like you don't need to go through calamity and or, or have all of this uh shit before you're like worthy of whatever the hell you want right worthy or respected or um and and then also and just because you're going through shit doesn't mean you can't manifest <laughs> i always say that too my one of my favorite quotes that i say and like to when i'm like especially when i'm talking about this is that you can be a masterpiece and a work in progress simultaneously so like people who think that you can't manifest epic shit when you're going through shit it's totally like not true it's you can it's all about your predominant vibration and you like reminding yourself okay what gets me in flow like you know, how, to, what do I need to look at if I need to feel something or heal something or whatever and like doing that? Yeah. And then tuning into what rules have you created, right? Your identity mm -hmm. is this and there's rules that's attached to that identity. So if you've attached to your identity that you have to be perfect in order to manifest, guess what? Mm. You're going to have to be perfect to manifest. So I always say, I manifest whatever <laughs> I want, no matter what happens. <laughs> that's my rule. I say, whatever I desire comes into my life, no matter what. Yes. One of you mine know? is the more fun I have, the more abundance I attract. Yes. And if you have a bad day and it's not fun, you still get to be abundant. <laughs> <laughs> True. That's what I think. I just say that because it's like a reminder for me that when I'm like dancing or like when I get into that fun vibe, it shifts everything so quickly. It does. And it gets you back. It brings up that vibration, right? Mm -hmm. And it tunes. I bet I, I can't, I, I need to see your chart. I bet. <laughs> because the more it, with the non-specific manifestors, when you get into that theme, that vibe, and you're really tuned in and being it now, having it now, not future self now. Yeah. Well, now that's what I call it instead of future self. Because future yeah. self makes you look here and next level now makes you look like in the mirror now. Yeah. Um, but when you get into that vibe and that theme now, because everything happens in the now moment. So when you're yep. dancing in the now moment, you are that woman that has all of the things that you desire. Yeah. You know, you are aligned. Like you are collapsing time. Quantum is yep. like, I you also, know, like. Yeah. It's, yeah. And in the mirror, the mirror things, another, another story I have, I call it my reality mirror. I love my, that. My full length mirror. And it's like, whatever you say in the reality mirror is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. The mirror is so powerful, right? Because sometimes we don't even look at ourselves, right? 
And so a big exercise that I do, I have this audio that's just, I love myself, or I have this, the whole Pono Pono audio. Mm. And I look at myself in one eye, because it's hard to look in both eyes. But <laughs> when you look at at least one eye, you can see both. Um, but I look at myself in the mirror and just repeat it over and over. And you, it's just a different vibe, because I feel like a lot of times we're hiding from the way we look right now, like just looking mm-hmm. at ourselves, accepting ourselves and loving ourselves like as we are. Yeah. And it go, it all really goes back to that, the bottom line. Yes. So reality mirror, that's where you're like saying, yeah. Well, so I, so first I do it as like, I, and it's so funny. This is like a new thing that I'm starting to teach within my stuff. Um, so first I look into the mirror as if I'm like my quote unquote future self looking at my present self. And I tell her, everything she needs to hear. Basically, you know, it's just like imagination. So like, you're fucking amazing, like you, and I'd say it in you statements. And then I do the embodiment. And then I say, I am, you know, and like, you know, I love that. Something. So I do it like both ways. I love that. You know, um, did you ever, have you ever watched Game of Thrones? No. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm probably like, People probably are like, what? You've never seen Game of Thrones? I literally don't even own a TV. I have not even. It's like, yeah, I'm like. You're good. You're you're good. I'm a big TV buff, but I you know, <laughs> fashion and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm really into like entertainment, but I use it for a lot of content because a lot of people are like, they can relate to what they yeah. do. Um, but one of my top blogs is from um, a Game of Thrones because I was like quantum leap into your next level using Daenerys's method and so what her her best friend but also like her right hand lady would do Daenerys would walk into her room and she's like here's Queen Daenerys she's the mother of dragons she's this she's this she's the queen of the Andals and all this stuff she wasn't all that yet Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but she was announcing it, right? So I was yeah. like, get your statement together. Who are you? So that's one of the exercises that I use when people are shifting into their Yes. Level I did the, I did that uh I do that like at my little live things that I've done with my mastermind girls. I have them do the embodiment of getting up in front of the room and like saying who they are and like being it and like telling us all about what they're doing in their life and like what they've been celebrating. Like they haven't seen us for like 10 years or something or however long that's a little bit of a stretch, but like, I like, you're kind of like reuniting with friends and you're like, Oh my God. So my book is a national bestseller. You know, I have all these book tours coming up and this is going on and that and I'm speaking on this stage next month and it's so nice to catch up with you. And then then we actually would go out. Um, This last one I did, we got all dressed up and I had them dress up as like that version of themselves. And we stayed in character like the rest of the night. I love that. That's that's embodiment, right? You are entering the world being mm-hmm. her now that like, be her now that's my thing being her now like yeah. that's so awesome I love that I love that because and and that was one of my most popular blogs and it's so crazy because people are like oh yeah because she became all of that but she wasn't like I always say Muhammad Ali was saying he was the best boxer alive right greatest boxer alive before he while he was still Cassius Clay wow you know? so it's all about really like who are you? And yeah. really tuning into that energy and then answering questions. Like I had a client, she wanted to be a vice president. She was not anywhere near vice president level. <laughs> and normally in her company, it would take five years to get there. And so we were, I was like, eh, who cares about time? Um, so like, what, like, let's, let's talk about who you are, right? Let's tune into the energy. She's a non-specific manifester. So she would really tune into like, how it felt to lead people and guide people. And so on her way to work, she'd be like, I am, you know, such and such and so and so, I am, you know, this is who I am. And so she showed up as the vice president, even when she was nowhere near senior management level at all. Mm -hmm. And so, but that, when you do that every day, then you'll start to get the opportunity. Exactly. I I tell people this about my Facebook group. I say, I literally showed up as if I had tens of thousands of people in there from day one. Yes. And give that, that energy, right? Be that person. Mm -hmm. And for her, like the opportunities came in and then guess what? 
you sometimes get into your, your old identity and you're scared, right? She's scared. She's like, oh, I don't speak in front of people. No, no, no. I said, no, you don't, but your VP does. <laughs> oh, okay. I said, the only reason why you're scared is because you're, you don't, you've never done that before, but VP, you are not scared. And so she's like, okay. And so mm-hmm. she did it and she spoke. And then nine, nine months later, she had gotten promoted twice and she was a vice president. What? Yeah. That so- is epic. That's how easy it gets to be, right? When you choose, like you said, choose mm-hmm. it. And it's not about act. It's not like uh, fake it till you make it. It's exactly. not. It's not, be. Like, yes. It's be it till you become it. Yes. I put um, in my podcast, I had 10 things that, um, I forget, it's 10 things that, that are wrong about law of attraction or something like that. I was like, it's not about acting as if. Because if you say, oh, I'm just acting then you know you're faking it and you're not saying it's who you are right now. Yeah. I said, but if you, when you are being it, that's just who you are. That's who you're being. Yeah. Think of the actors that you know they're acting. It's horrible. Like you're like, I don't want to see this. They're they're acting. But Mm -hmm. when actors are being, like when they have assumed (laughs) that role and it's who they are, you can't even see their true personality. You just see that. And so it's all about you just, like you said, when you get, you said you do, you stand in front of the mirror and you say, you know, you, you, and then you, you know, get into it and say, I, I, I like to call it like the slide method. So like when I, I think about me and I think about next level me and like, she's like here and then I'm here. And then I kind of feel like I'm sliding into her and locking her in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like merging the, yes, yeah, the merging. Two. Exactly. Merging and, and so, merging and then find the way I share that (laughs) yes you know slide but it's like it really is merging into one and just realizing Mm -hmm. she's inside of you it's not like you have to go find it it's who you are already you just need to call her forth Mm -hmm. it really is that easy I could talk all day oh (laughs) I love it thank you so much this was amazing like I feel like we covered so many magical things I am now inspired to so I went down the rabbit hole with human design before and now I am inspired to do so again so thank you yes I, um, you, I love Alisa Canali she's amazing she has a I'll check her out eyes by the gun check her out she's really cool um taught me almost everything I know and 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 like I said really tune into your heart and like bring in all of the things that, that really like the reason why human design is fun is because it says it's your soul's blueprint, right? It's the energetic blueprint. So kind of like, what are those other tests? Like, you know, if you take like ENFP or whatever, it's kind of like focused on your mind. This one is focused on your soul's like energetic blueprint. And so the funny, fun thing about that is that I also feel, okay, my soul has this energetic blueprint, but I also can co-create my reality. So what do I choose and how do I choose to bring that forth in a way that flows with me? So that's a little bit of where I'm all about human design and I love it, but I also bring in a lot of other. Yeah. And you got a lot of magic that you're bringing into everything that you're doing. So it's amazing. Thank you so much. This was so fun. This This was. was. Oh my God. This was awesome. I knew right. I knew before we even like connected, I'm like, as soon as I saw like, yeah. (laughs) But this was awesome. Thank you so much for sharing everything. Where can people find you? Or do you have anything like that you they can dive into to learn more about everything that you teach? Yes. Okay. So you can find me. My website is alignedsoul.com. So alignedsoul.com. Um, you can find me on my podcast, which is called Aligned Soul by Christine Michelle. And it's all on all the places, iTunes, blah, blah, blah. But then I also have my Facebook group. It is um, called the Aligned Soul Collective. Love it. I show up live in there, not as much as you, and I need to do better. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I do uh, do share, and and I'm my intent for 2020 is to really show up in that group because I love those ladies. Um, And then other than that. I think the best way is just, you know, connect with the podcast or my group and just come say hello. So good. I will also leave those links in the show notes for those of you listening. Make sure you check Christine out, connect with her, tag us on Instagram when you're listening um, because we love hearing. I love hearing that. And I'm so sorry to interrupt. And if they're interested in getting, I call it a human design plus a manifestation energy reading. 
Ooh. And so if they're interested in that, then definitely hit me up and uh, I will tell them what kind of manifester they are and then how they can use the tools that we all have in the best way for their energy. Oh, so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I will see you soon. I'm excited to stay connected and all the things. And thank you so much for sharing so much gold with everyone. Yes. And you'll be on my podcast too. So I can't wait. I can't wait. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at thespiritualbossbabe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.